0: hi you guys welcome back to the podcast today i'm with dom who is basically la's ice king as i would like to (laughs) say he does events all around the city welcome to the podcast dom
1: Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. How are
0: you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm stoked to be here. I appreciate You the, said you uh, did invite.
0: an ice bath event earlier.
1: I did, yeah. We did a boxing class and then an ice bath with a little bit of breath work I earlier love that. today.
0: So for people who may not know you, can you just give us a little brief who are you? What is twin? And how did you get to Twin?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think like a I'll start by kind from the beginning. Yeah. From Montana. I'm a country boy at heart. I've been in Los Angeles for about six years. I work in the alcohol industry. I toured with musicians and while I was doing that I found cold exposure therapy and breathwork as a means to just really help my mental health and support me uh, dealing with anxiety and stress and during the pandemic I started using it more and more as I was experiencing more and more anxiety and stress and then eventually depression and so in that process I I sort of found like a, a victory moment where it the switch got flipped for me and it was like wow this really works and it's no longer a crutch it's like a performance cue and that really kind of ignited this fire for me to like go out and start sharing it with people so then I was sharing it with friends and then pretty soon it was like more people coming over to my backyard more people and then eventually I was like okay I gotta like sell tickets and like do this and so yeah, this year we've just been going ham with these ice bath events, and we built a phenomenal community. We've had over 50 events. Over 1,200 people have come through and done our ice baths, so it's
0: I love that. Off. Well, that's how we first initially met was you were yeah. doing – we were at Rafi's Lounge, Rafi Lounge, what is it yeah, called? Yeah, Rafi Lounge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we had done a little workout, I think a sound bath, and then it was the ice bath, and I think that was the first time I ever did a true ice bath. I think I've done like where at spas they have the – hot cold water therapy yeah like the plunges but that was the first time I did the breath work and did all the ice bath stuff and kind of got introduced to you and I was just I remember being pretty moved by your story so take me back to you said you were touring with musicians you were working in the alcohol industry what was your life like at that point because I feel like it was very different than maybe what it looks like now
1: for sure yeah so I mean it's kind of fun to go back life was great it was really fun Life was chaotic. I mean, it was like it was it was a ride. In 2015, I got my first opportunity to tour with a musical act and I was on the tour bus with that artist and he was opening for some, you know, what we would call A-list country artists at the time Mm -hmm. or now. And it was just this insane three months. I was based in L.A., flying into Nashville, doing these shows. Working for an alcohol brand on the tour, so doing alcohol like brand activations yeah. and pop-ups, and I was hooked. I loved it. It was like this is amazing. It was I could travel, exciting probably. It was exciting, yeah. and you're in different cities. Were and... you
0: partying during this time too? Oh,
1: like every day. <laughs> okay. A- every day, and I was I was truly invested in the Nashville lifestyle of like. You're oh, going to music I've heard. Row.
0: Nashville is like next level when it comes to like the party scene. Oh, it
1: is. There's and there's multiple parts of town with different music. Yeah. And there's different music genres, and there's Artists are going to different spots, different nights, and there's kind of this Mm if-you-know-you-know vibe throughout the city. And then there's obviously like the Broadway and all the things that you tourists go to that you just always have great music. So no matter what, you're sort of in in the environment and in the scene. I loved it. Really wanted to continue that lifestyle. And I did for a few more years. I went on to work on, I think, three more music tours after that. And then I got a job working for g Easy's whiskey brand, Stillhouse, here okay. in Los Angeles as their brand manager. And that was just like kind of an acceleration of the chaos because mm-hmm. I was doing listening parties prior to The Beautiful and The Damned being released. We were launching more and more like alcohol flavors of our whiskey. Yeah. And so we were doing these launch parties all through L.A. And then we did two music tours with G. So it was just like a, a crazy ride. And as I exited... Stillhouse this is now in 2018 so it's say like basically four full years as I exited Stillhouse I took a new job and I got in a motorcycle wreck in January of 2018 here in Los Angeles and my best friend and I were riding motorcycles together a cart pulled out and hit him and I watched it all happen like right in front of me and as a reaction I grabbed my you know my front brake try not to run him over and I wrecked and then you know we were both like hobbled up in the street and, uh, you know, he was foot was broken. I broke my hand, and it was like a whole thing. Wow. His motorcycle was totaled. Mine was almost totaled.
0: I feel like when I hear of motorcycle accidents, it's not – it's always really bad.
1: Usually it's really bad. We got pretty fortunate. I, mean, I was going to say, it sounds it was, like you guys got pretty lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's like people die all the time riding motorcycles. Yeah. I, th- I think we were lucky to not be, like – Lifelong injured, right? Just some bad memories and some scars. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: it's still scary.
1: Yeah, we both recovered, but for me, it was like a wake up call. It was Mm -hmm. like it was the to me, it was like I'd just been living so fast for multiple years, and my life had been so chaotic, and like my self care, the idea of self care was pretty diminished in my life. Like the only real form of self care I had is I would like go up Running Canyon and watch the sunset occasionally. Yeah, and just try to spend some alone time because I was in crowds so much you know
0: what was your mental health or like headspace wise where were you at during this time of your life
1: I would say pretty unstable and it was kind of masked by me being a party boy mm-hmm. you know in a lot of ways so when, when I was drinking it gave me a, a reason to be crazy and like be fun and lively and always be on and I was moving so fast that I wasn't taking time to rest and like really you know check in with myself and so it's kind of like you're sweeping things under the rug just mm-hmm. consistently and that was happening in my relationships. It was happening in my friendships and in my own personal life. Fitness had always been like an important thing to me all through my teens and my early twenties. In college, I'd always been a really fit guy and really healthy guy. And so here I am. I'm finding myself like not fit, not healthy. Can't stand the way I look, you mm-hmm. know, because I feel like I, you know, am not strong and I feel yeah. kind of weak and I feel sick a lot and I was getting sick a lot. And I just was, I like, wasn't checking in with myself. So my my mental state was just chaotic yeah yeah
0: at what point were you like all right something needs to change I need to you know start taking care of myself better and start putting a focus on this mental health and my self-care what was that moment for you
1: yeah I think it was it was after the motorcycle accident that I couldn't I was just slowed down I had to slow down because I was I was all scabbed up and like Mm -hmm. they thought I had cracked my heel but I it it was just a really bad bruise but they couldn't tell if I'd broken my heel so my hand was in a cast more or less my foot was in a boot hobbling around just kind of hanging out and i just noticed like oh wow i'm i've been going so fast like i really should talk to someone
0: you like forced you to kind of take a look at what you were doing and exactly i need to slow down now yeah
1: yeah so i was like i need to talk to someone and i started looking for someone to talk to
0: like therapist wise and or was it more like
1: yeah i considered it i mean i you know i'd I'd done therapy as a child Mm -hmm. and so i was like i don't want to like do a tell me what you feel yeah what does it mean to you i I kind of didn't really want to go down that path. I was looking for more like a coach or someone that would sort of just tell me the truth. You know, like, like here's what you need to do. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'll do that thing. I, I just kind of wanted to like bypass all of the feelings, which right. is actually kind of funny because it's like very much indicative of where I was mentally. I still didn't really want to address the things. I was just looking for like, what's the hack so I don't feel this way anymore. And so I hired this guy named Troy Casey, Certified Health Nut, who if you look him up online, is <laughs> he's he's the man, he's great. He's a He's a character has 30 years of knowledge in health and wellness he was a versace model and in italy and then came back to the u.s to be an actor had like a a severe drug problem and then as he got clean he became like this health and wellness guru more or less but he's very on point so i hired this guy thinking like okay well if he's been through the the 90s you know was a versace model in the 90s then he has a pretty good idea like what I've been through the last four years. And so I hired him to just kind of talk to me and give me some ideas on, like how to get healthier. And it turned into like, this pretty intense three-hour long workshop with him where it was like we covered everything from diet to sleep to how to breathe properly to cold exposure. And it was like I came out of this thing just like, whoa, this is how I need to feel. Like, this was is... that
0: your first introduction to cold exposure then? It was, okay. yeah.
1: I had seen like Wim Hof and I'd seen yeah. some people talking about cold exposure, but it, it still wasn't like Today is pretty mainstream. It wasn't really a thing people were talking about then.
0: Right. I feel like now it's pretty trendy almost. So like For sure. Where people are kind of doing it or wanting to try it, and it's right. way more talked about. A
1: lot more people have dabbled at least. Yeah. You know, and like dipped a toe in the cold at least. Yeah. Uh, then it was like it was kind of a hardcore. It felt like almost like a culty thing. Where yeah. Like, Who are these weird guys with big beards that are like jumping in the ocean? You know, j- the ocean or like cutting a hole in the lake <laughs> and jumping in the ice? And you're like these people are crazy. You yeah. Know? And they're like breathing and. Going it was to, very
0: intense like, yeah. it just seemed
1: like something i actually didn't want to be involved with but i was a little curious and that was my first time doing breath work and i remember with troy you know where he's sitting across from me and he, he's having me do this breath was called the breath of fire we're breathing mm-hmm. in it out our nose rigorously for like 60 breaths and i remember like the my back was burning my lungs were burning i remember i nodded a little bit and he had a paper towel and he wiped it off my nose and i felt <laughs> like a child and i was like what's go-? i just it was so intense And he's like, yeah. "Breathe." breathe and I'm like okay I'll keep breathing I guess you know yeah. and afterwards it was like whoa there's yeah. a moment of clarity here and that just it just hit me like this is different than what I've it's a different kind of high than what I've been on mm-hmm. and that was like that was kind of the beginning
0: it's kind of funny because I feel like a lot of people who are really into the health and wellness space kind of it's a party life to health and wellness pipeline for a mm-hmm. lot of people where it's like you've had this really extreme crazy life and then all of a sudden you're like I have something needs to change and then it's the opposite almost and I feel like a lot of people I've met have probably c- had that journey too
1: yeah I mean that, that can happen with you
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like- even like telling when who when we were at dinner the other night and someone was like telling a story of your past your oh, crazy yeah. crazy life it's so funny because that was also probably how I was for a lot a big portion of my life and a lot of people who knew me back then would remember me as the wildest whatever and it's like now I'm the one who's like no, I don't really want to drink. And it's like, wait, what? And so it's just crazy how different you can be in different stages of your life.
1: Yeah, it is. Inc- it is really incredible. And it's funny, too, because now people will people from my past that like I had a friend. She messaged me and she was my name in her phone was Dom Tray of Shots. That was that's my name in her phone.
0: You, were you like always because I was the
1: guy who like just disappear shots. and then I would show up and I'm like,
0: we've got shots. Yeah. Like, and again, and we, it's yeah. like,
1: the party trick is like, let's see how many times we can do this before yeah. everyone blacks out. And. You know, she was like, I'm so proud of your growth. And it's funny because I kind of have forgotten a lot of that part of me. You know, like, yeah. it's just kind of like it's so distant now because it's not part of my behavior that I those aren't the memories that I go to. No, and no. but like for yeah. other people, it's like
0: that's absolutely the
1: memory us. that they go to. Yeah. It's like, dude, remember that one night where and like, like mm-hmm. you did this thing? And I'm like, oh, man, like, let's not get that out there. But it's OK. I'm not I'm not afraid of it. I'm not going to. Yeah. It.
0: No, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, there's some people who will only know me as that person. And that's OK terrifying
1: totally well it's and that's like also part of our you know that's part of our growth story is like and it's part of youth i think is it's really important i don't i'm not condoning doing reckless behavior you know damaging your health but there is there is something sort of poetic about like a person who is violently throwing themselves mm -hmm. into the party and then realizes like hey this isn't it and then is able to go out and find that satisfaction if not more satisfaction Mm -hmm. by not being in it
0: when I look back I don't regret those times of my life really I'm sure there was probably moments where it's like I probably didn't need to do that but it did kind of bring me to where I am now and I feel like I don't know like my personality needed that type of adventure and crazy fast lifestyle so that I could be in this place now where I'm like I'm okay with chilling now yeah I I agree it took a little bit for me to get here that's for sure yeah no
1: same I think it's like you gotta get it out
0: (laughs) 100%
1: how long have you been in LA? A year and a half. Only a year and a half.
0: Okay. I know. I'm kind of fresh so, out here.
1: So, Shaitanwa, you were, like, painting the town red. What? In Chaitan.
0: Oh, Columbus, specifically, was okay. when I was, like, my craziest. Chicago was when I was still kind of crazy, but also realizing, like, I don't know if this is it for me anymore. Mm. That's when I started realizing I don't enjoy being at the club. I don't enjoy being the last one out and staying out till 4 a.m. and whatever. And then when I moved to L.A., there was, like, I think there's a little part of me that was, like... I had always wanted to move to L.A. And there were certain things that kind of held me back. Mm. And then when I finally was able to get out here, I was like, well, I feel like I need to go out there and like experience the L.A. life. But Mm -hmm. then when I was doing it, I was like, this isn't really aligned with who I am. And I kind of wanted to just see it for what it was to know what it was. And then once I saw it, I was like, "Mm, this isn't it. And then kind of reeled it back again because I would have like periods of time where I was like really good. didn't, Mm. And then I would go out one night and just get carried away. Yeah. And I'm like I can't do it until you can get to a point where you don't get carried away anymore like yeah. you're not allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> what do you think that is about you that's like Benji? I think it's not just Not like in a bad way by the way. No, but no like. I think it's part of it is one I think there's a combination of like I'm just really small, and I think it's really easy (laughs) for me to cross that line. Right, okay. And there's that part of it. I probably have that too. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, I think I can keep up with other people, and I really can't. And so it was learning my limits in that sense and realizing, like, oh, actually, you're good with just one or two, and you're done. I think the other part is I just had no off button. It was like I wanted the party to continue. It was my way of almost, like, connecting with people and bringing people together. It was like, let's go do a shot together, this or whatever. It was just the excitement of it maybe or maybe like a social crutch too in some ways and then I just was always like what's next what's next like I, there's same. more yeah. fun more stories do it for the story it was always my right. mindset it'll be a good story
1: and I'm yeah. like we, we have like the same mentality around. okay yeah. yeah it was 100% the same
0: way it was just and like I I,
1: and I was God. I felt great in that energy too
0: yeah oh same I thrived in it I think for most for most people and most of the time I was like really fun i was the fun friend i was the one you could go to the count on like same yeah late nights i was always down and right. then i was I, like
1: at, at the cost of your own health it's almost like you'd and you like tell me if this is right you would be like even if you didn't want to oh mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it just because like this is what people expect of me. yeah and i'm not gonna like and that. i want to be
0: the fun friend of that course. you can count on like yes always down i don't want to let them down yeah by not
1: being the person who's like ready yeah. to throw down yeah
0: and there was i think there's a period when you transition from who that person was to who you are now you kind of have to I don't know people are like no what are you talking about like let's go drink like let's go take shots and you're like no that's no and and I'm not (laughs) sober by any means but it's just more so the way I was to where I'm now I'm like I try not to
1: (laughs) for sure that was like part of the thing too is like not I didn't I realized also I took four and a half months off from drinking and then it was like at that point I was like okay I don't want to be the person who's like oh, I can't do that because I can't be around people that are drinking. Mm -hmm. It was never, like, really my take on it. Yeah. It was just more about me, like, creating separation so I could hold a boundary for myself. And I wasn't good at that when I was actively in it. So, like, Mm -hmm. one day would lead to two days, would lead to three days, would lead to, like, five days. And then it was like, okay, now I really need to take a break. And then two days off and, like, back into it, another five days of going out. Right. And I'm always really generous when I drink, too, so financially it just, like, didn't make sense. No, oh, my
0: gosh. I was like, I can't believe I would spend that much i know as a girl you're like oh you probably get like girls get free drinks but like you still spend a lot just going lot. out ubers and then like all of it a drink is twenty dollars at least and then yeah. it's like you're buying multiple of those i'm like that's an outfit i could have bought mm-hmm. or like that's just like anything else that's better for me the
1: summer of 2019 i spent a little over two thousand dollars at roosterfish
0: <laughs> how much
1: a little over two thousand okay. at roosterfish but it was like it was me realizing that like just one bar got two thousand yeah like and I remember like that in, was oh. that was the year that Super 73s, the 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 bike little mini bikes the little pedal bikes that are I don't electric know what that is. like these electric bikes that okay, everyone okay. In Venice has they launched and I was like I remember thinking like $3000 for an electric bike absolutely not I spent <laughs> literally over $2000 at a bar and I was like maybe it would have been nice cuz I could have like I could go to the beach and go surf and haul my surfboard back yeah. and forth
0: Okay so I want to talk a little bit about ice baths and yeah. just kind of for people who might not know exactly what ice baths are, what the benefits of it. I kind of want to talk about the physical benefits, but then also the mental aspect of it. I know you kind of mentioned that there's three components to it. It's body work, breakthrough and bonding. So Mm -hmm. also kind of want to touch on those. But for someone who hasn't done an ice bath before, what can they expect from it?
1: Sure. Yeah. So jumping into the physical benefits, I'm going to preface by saying I am not a doctor, and I, this is not medical yeah. advice. This yeah, we is always lifestyle yeah. opinion. This is some personal that experiences
0: that we so do. Yeah, it's my
1: personal experience. If you want to do the research, Andrew Heberman is like the guy oh, you should check obsessed out. Obsessed with him. Listen Everyone to him. Everyone loves him. He does a great job. And a lot of what I say is just going to be regurgitating things that he talks about yeah. much more eloquently than I will. But with that being said, I think the first thing I want to talk about is just you overcoming a hard thing. That's probably like the, for me at least. That was the most important thing was. Mm-hmm. This challenging thing that's uncomfortable that you don't want to do, the feeling you get when you do that. So, when you get into the cold, your body is resisting it because your body, your brain wants to keep you alive, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of go into the survival mode where it's like, you know, your instinct knows that you shouldn't be in cold water, so it's like trying to get you out of there.
0: Is that kind of like the good stress that you talk about sometimes?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's really just like a—it's just that's really just like the response okay. to, to the stressor. So mm-hmm. the stressor itself is considered good stress or eustress. Okay. Cold is a good form of stress because of what it does to the body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's certain types of stress that are not good, and basically they're breaking your body down. This one is going to promote longevity, and so you're going to feel the sense of urgency, like oh my gosh, I have to get out of here. And if you're able to breathe and calm your mind down, and get past that sense of urgency, then you feel like, whoa, I really accomplished something here. This feels really good. And then what happens in your, you know, brain biochemically is your brain produces these hormones that, dopamine and norepinephrine, in a response to that, and like, wow, I feel great. So you feel really good afterwards, like just as part of our biochemistry. But there's also just this moment of like, wow, I actually accomplished this hard, difficult thing. And right. You get through that sense of urgency. So physically. You're gonna feel a sense of accomplishment just by doing this thing that you haven't done before. That's challenging, and, and that's true of like pretty much everything that's challenging. When you when you actually get over it and do it, you're like, "Wow, I feel great." Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Oftentimes, you feel euphoric, and that euphoric feeling is coming from that norepinephrine release, which is a, a response to the stress. When that happens, your body has to balance out, so it produces more dopamine. So you have a more available baseline of dopamine. So unlike drugs, alcohol, sugar, or social media that spike your dopamine and then it crashes afterwards where you're getting this little spike or this hit and then there's nothing else, it's actually just raising the whole threshold. So there's, there's more available to to your body for the next few hours, at least four hours and maybe even up to 16 hours. Wow. So you're going to feel good afterwards, like for sure. I think the other thing is like, just don't overdo it, right? Right. Like don't, don't push yourself to the point that it's like a miserable experience, start off small.
0: And What's a increase. good starting time? Or is there a certain amount of time you need to stay in for the benefits to really kick in? I would
1: say about two minutes. Two minutes yeah. is like a so good starting. A cold shower, a cold shower, two to three minutes. If you're doing a really cold ice bath, like a true ice bath, like what my company does, mm-hmm. we're going to say two minutes because it's, it's 38 degrees. And so okay. it's like colder than even your average cold, cold plunge. If you have someone there that's guiding you through it, you can easily make it to three minutes. And that person will teach you how to breathe properly and get you across that threshold or that sense of urgency or that urgency barrier we talk about. But if you don't have that person, just like do two minutes in a cold shower and see how you go. Mm -hmm. And then just start adding 15 seconds at a time. And eventually you'll be crushing three, five, six minutes in there.
0: Is there a limit where you're like people shouldn't use, like that you recommend people don't?
1: Yeah. We don't recommend going more than six minutes in an ice bath. Okay. And- the reason why is every every person's different, and so where they're going to experience a, like a drop-off in benefit is different based off of their physiology and a ton of different factors. But six minutes seems to be a, a more than safe, like a very generously safe mm-hmm. number where no one's going to have a negative experience going six minutes. So you might want to work up to six minutes, but once you've worked up to it, it's very unlikely that you're going to have a cortisol dump, which is the main thing you're concerned about, Is if you spend too much time in there and it's too much stress, that then your body actually starts to produce stress hormone, which is okay. cortisol, in a response to it. And that's counterproductive to everything that we're doing.
0: Okay. That's good to know. So like six minutes is kind of, for me at least, I think that would be a good spot to be at then.
1: That's what we shoot for. And you know, the protocol that Heberman and other scientists talk about is 11 minutes of broken into two to three sessions. Mm, so that's okay. like two to three minutes per session. And then what they oftentimes will do is they'll do like, let's say, two minutes on a Monday. On a Wednesday, they would do Three or four minutes, and then on a Friday they would do six minutes, something like that. And that, you know, give or take a half a minute in okay. there. And in that session, basically, they're increasing the duration of the experience throughout the week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What they're not recommending is that you just sit in an ice bath for eleven minutes and be like, "I got it for the week. I'm good. I'm done. And get out."
0: I think I did nine minutes, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But turns yeah, out and and not some great. people
1: like well, and some people like want that. People that played sports, yeah. and also have experience being cold adapted and have like.
0: Mm-hmm. played for a
1: long time or or actively swim in the ocean in a cold ocean they're like eh, i can handle it yeah and that's fine that's different than someone who has never, never taken a cold before. shower like a, exactly a person who like swims in the pacific weekly or daily versus a person who just has never even taken a cold shower yeah. like intentionally their body's going to react very differently
0: i feel like it's almost it becomes a mental battle too at some point it because is. it's like okay, there's a point where your body's like, okay, I can handle this. But then it's for me, at least I'm like, I'm a little bored. I want to get out, but I think I can stay a little bit longer. So it's kind of like fighting through that part too. Yeah. Like, when do I get out now?
1: Totally. And it's kind of just, it's just kind of counting those moments of where you sort of feel that wall of stress or that sense of urgency, like I need to get out of here Mm -hmm. and then breathing through it and getting to the other side. And that's really what take what you need is all about. The idea of take what you need is, um, it's, Putting you in control of your experience is empowering you to, mm-hmm. to take control of what's happening to you. So yeah. when you're in the stimuli of cold and it's like, oh, this sucks, breathe through it till it doesn't suck anymore. And then you're gonna hit a moment for sure. Guaranteed you're gonna hit a moment where you're like, wow, this actually feels good. Yeah. That's a good time to get out. Okay. Like you can get out now. And that that can happen anywhere in from 90 seconds to three minutes to six minutes. Somewhere in there it'll happen to you. And then you're like, okay, cool, that's my my baseline. And then you can start working on it from there. From the perspective of building resilience and just pushing yourself, mm-hmm. but from like the physical benefit, you're getting these benefits after about two minutes. Your your body is going to start burning brown fat, mm-hmm. and that's therm- that's called thermogenesis. Basically, it's burning this brown fat, usable fat, it's trying to heat you back up, get the furnace going. So you're burning fat after about two minutes. You're having this norepinephrine, and, and as a result, the dopamine increase by a factor of two so twice as much available in the body for at least four hours afterwards that's all happening after about two minutes beyond that you're really just building that mental resilience Like okay. that, that that neural connection of resilience i can do hard things i can push myself past this point of of urgency
0: i've become obsessed with the ice baths now our friend has one at his place that sometimes we will do and i i'm like when i get a house i need to have one in my backyard heck yeah for someone who doesn't have an ice bath or doesn't have access to one all the time? Maybe what's another option for them? I know you mentioned cold showers. What what can they do at home to kind of get those same benefits?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, cold showers are great. There's there's multiple products in the market that can cool your shower down too. Mm-hmm. There's a company called Cryo Shower
0: okay. that
1: literally cools your water down.
0: Is it just like an attachment? Or basically, something?
1: it's like okay. a it's like a attachment via a hose. So basically, you would remove your shower head and then it would run down a hose into this unit, super chill it. And then run it back up to your shower head.
0: That's like intense. Yeah, it's okay. kind
1: of intense, but it's also the easiest way to guarantee you're going to have cold water mm-hmm. for a pretty affordable price point. Then the next step would be doing ice baths in your bathtub if you have a bathtub. Oh, okay. Just buying bags of ice and sending Filling it. So, off. Yeah, going for it, sending it. I got a buddy, Derek, who did it for probably like three months. He was doing them weekly in his bathtub, and then he finally went out and bought. A, a I didn't even think about unit. doing
0: it in my bathtub
1: yeah it's completely doable and then obviously getting a membership somewhere that has a cold plunge
0: can you can you get the same benefits just taking a cold shower like putting your water on the coldest setting and getting in it for two minutes or is that not cold enough there's going
1: to be a benefit for sure getting in cold water there's going to be a benefit guaranteed Mm -hmm. the thermogenesis and the the hormonal part where your your brain's producing the norepinephrine and you're having that adrenaline dump Mm -hmm. that is going to happen in water that's 50 degrees or colder so and, and give or take a couple degrees like everyone's going to experience it differently right but if that water is about 50 degrees you're going to be experiencing that if it's warmer than that which most like water in LA or most cities for that matter mm-hmm. at least during the summertime is way above that temperature you're not going to really get those that same like shock factor okay and then you're not going to get quite those same results
0: got it what about what do you think about hot cold therapy or like huge doing... into it you are okay I'm,
1: I'm dabbling myself and getting better at it so i have this heart condition and so it's it's actually really challenging for me to do that because of i can feel the the stress of going hot to cold wow my heart like i can actually i can actually noticeably feel it you probably Um, have
0: to be like pretty careful about it right
1: i do it's actually kind of funny part of what prompted me finding out about my condition worsening i have this pre-existing condition yeah i've been in pretty good shape for despite my lifestyle i've been fortunate to be in pretty good shape for 33 years mm-hmm. and I had a repair when I was an infant at three months old and I've made it 33 years yeah. without any other surgeries for the heart or, or the valve that I yeah. have the, the valve issue and in I want to say like in May I, I was doing hot and cold exposure from a hot tub to an ice bath back and forth and it was in that that I really noticed like oh man like something's way off mm-hmm. way off and I thought it was my blood pressure I was like oh my blood pressure's like skyrocketing from this and so I took my blood pressure, and it was my blood pressure was actually way lower than it n- normally is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, that, that's weird because, like, this feels like something's very wrong. So I went and saw my cardiologist and found out that my valve is deteriorating and it's not working properly. And that's actually how I found out was basically stress testing myself in, yeah. in hot to cold. But h- I re- highly recommend hot to cold, and mm-hmm. it's very good for you. And now I'm, like, dabbling with it in increments that I, I can handle
0: as far as the the ice baths and the cold therapy and all of that what are some of the benefits you've noticed when it comes to like mental health or helping with anxiety do you feel like that's beneficial for anyone who might be dealing with that type of stuff
1: yeah so that's that's what really got this whole thing started was you know first it was a motorcycle wreck and dealing with a breakup and wanting to just get more clarity in my life it worked great Mm -hmm. in the pandemic during the pandemic Things got really challenging for me, and I found myself in a pretty like dark spiral, a deep enough point, like spiral to the point that I was considering taking my own life mm-hmm. and ending my life because I just felt very hopeless at the time. I felt like there was no reason to continue or carry on and like keep living, and yeah. I was actively struggling with like that conversation in my own head. You know, it's worth it or it's not worth it, and it was, you know, very loud and noisy and chaotic. And I found that cold was a way to just to silence that. Like that conversation just ended and I would I could get in a cold shower and like just shut that voice down whether it was good or bad and just like okay I'm just here now I'm just present Yeah. and the more that I did that and the more I practiced that the easier it was to like find sort of a, a moment of stillness or presence and start to manage those those thoughts that were you know not great so yeah. anyone who's struggling with depression or anxiety implementing cold is a great way for you to one feel powerful as a person because you're doing something challenging and you're this dopamine is a reward chemical or reward hormone so when you do something challenging you you feel a sense of reward from that The motivation of like wow i did that thing you're more motivated to do it again and it creates a neural pathway of mm-hmm. resilience it creates this belief like i can do hard things i can overcome things and the more that you do that the easier it is to navigate or deal with these things that are hard in life that are probably making you feel anxious or depressed and a lot of times being anxious is, is you're not actually anxious, you're experiencing a state of anxiousness because there's something that's influencing you and it's stressing you out. Yeah. And so if you can figure out how to like, how am I going to overcome this or how am I going to deal with this or acknowledge it, you're going to be better off. The Cold is a great way to start doing that. And something that's not maybe the exact problem that's causing the anxiety, but you're taking this on and now you're going to like, okay, I got that muscle built. I feel strong. Now I'm going to take on this other bigger thing, this bigger yeah. issue.
0: Well, I think that's really just amazing to hear you say that being in a place where you had those thoughts and being able to find ways to kind of cope with it and everything. And I'm so happy for you that you're in a better place now. Yeah, thank you. And that you've been able to use those techniques and be able to share that with other people too, and help them through it. And I think I've heard even people say like the cold thing where if you take like a bucket of or like a bowl of ice cold water and just like dump your face in it when you're like feeling for sure, that is like another way to kind of use cold therapy or ice or whatever to kind of help with anxiety and i've heard a lot of people say the whole ice thing really helps with dealing with those feelings and stress. it
1: does yeah and and breath work as well i mean just yeah you know you can you can change your that your energetic state like how you feel energetically mm-hmm. in a moment through a couple of things a walk a yeah. walk is, like, the quickest, fastest we were, way. I
0: was just talking with Jess and Kinsey about how Today, we love yeah, walking. Walk. It's like, yeah, we were do literally it. saying, yeah. like, it's our, our way to, like, give ourselves stillness and just, you know, calm ourselves down whenever yeah. feeling overwhelmed.
1: Well, your blood pressure drops when you start walking. It, it drops to basically, you know, because you're moving around. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, when, whenever we're dealing with anxiety or depression, and this, it's not maybe not universal, right, but most people probably experience this feeling of like, there's a stuckness, right? Yeah. You're sort of stuck. And the best way to do that is change your physical state. And change your physical state by doing just a walk. Getting just getting some your movement. Eyes out. In, yeah. yeah, getting some movements. Don't be looking down at your phone. We're looking down all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so as a signal, it's not a very powerful signal. <laughs> when I teach classes, when I teach performance classes, which we do like a couple times a month, we'll talk about how it's, it, this phenomenon will happen where children that are born blind, they'll ne- they have never seen, mm-hmm. when they win a game, they'll still put their hands in the air. Right, it's a moment of victory, right? Yeah. And their hands come up. It's, a, it's an exclamation point. Of, it's a human expression, right? And when you raise your hands up for more than seven seconds, it signals chemicals in your brain that hey, I feel good. I feel like a wow. champion. I feel okay. powerful, right? Bring them up. We can put our hands up for seven <laughs> seconds here. So we'll just talk like this for a minute. But you hold <laughs> your hands up that. and it feels great, right? Yeah. And I it used to, does. It's like I used to do this in college I, before I would do presentations. Yeah. I would just hold my hands up and then I would like walk in and like do my presentation. Yeah. And. Just moving your energetic, or your, your physical space changes your energetic space, and so that's like the first thing is just to get unstuck. Mm-hmm. And then breath work, just breathing, focusing extending your exhales tends to be parasympathetic, which means it's calming you down. So when we're shallow breathing, when we get stressed, our shoulders come forward mm-hmm. and
0: we're I'm kind sorry. of panting, right?
1: <laughs> so the less stressed we are, the more we can straighten our spine, mm-hmm. take nice deep, full breaths in, slow exhales. That's a powerful state. It's much harder to feel stressed under the same stimuli when you're doing that thing intentionally. For sure. And then lastly, you're adding in other stressors like cold or exercise beyond just a walk, like let's say lifting weights. Those things are hard and they are stress- They are stressors on the body, but they're good and they, they make you feel stronger and they make you feel better.
0: For sure. I remember when I used to do At my first job out of college, I had to do a lot of public speaking and giving presentations and stuff to like a large crowd. And before I would ever present, I would go in the stairwell and like, close the door go in there and I would just like do my like breathing exercises. Mm. at the time I didn't really know what I was doing but I was just like okay I need to calm myself down so that like when I go up there I'm not like stumbling over my words or whatever but I always found that to be helpful and just being able to take 10 breaths and count down and do those little things and then be able to calm my nervous system down and present a little bit smoother and not you know, well, you were at anxious. the event
1: I did last week and I, yeah, you came to the 11 o'clock session, right? yeah, yeah. So, the night, the first session, I got really, like crazy nervous, really. Like, the moment up, it was like yeah. one of those, like, walked in and it was like mostly people I know, yeah, and like, people have been to classes before. So, there wasn't like a big reason to be nervous,
0: right? But sometimes you just like it's it hap- weird, it's like it, a natural response, yeah, totally.
1: Of. And it's actually funny because I, I experienced a sense of nervousness that I haven't felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. Twice that week, the day before I had done an ice bath at Remedy Place or a cold plunge, I should yeah. say, and I didn't tell them like who I am or like I do this weekly and this is like what I do for a living. Yeah, but I just like popped in with my buddy Dr. John and the guy there who was kind of coaching us through it was like, okay, I'm gonna coach you and I'm gonna here's how we're gonna breathe, and he was telling us how we're gonna breathe and it's like, and then we're gonna be in there for six minutes and I like got this wave of like anxiety, like oh gosh, like I don't like what, yeah. and it was so weird for me you do to it experience all the time, it. Yeah, but it was because like, I was completely in his space right so i'd given up that element of i guess like personal control control that i'm probably really used to and it actually made me nervous for a second and i was like oh gosh you know and then like obviously it was fine like like we got through it but i experienced that and then the next day speaking same thing and i was like i gotta slow my breathing down you know Mm -hmm. and it works really quickly
0: yeah that's a good little tip to give for anyone too how many ice baths do you do a week? Are you uh, doing like anywhere 11 from minutes? one to three? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: so the 11 minutes, I have not been doing 11 minutes okay. lately. Um, I have in the past. I've done a lot more than 11 minutes. In a yeah. Week. When I was living in Montana during part of, the, so part of the, my story is I, I had to leave LA because I was no longer able to afford my apartment. I was massively in debt. Was this during like COVID and everything? During COVID, okay. during the height of the lockdowns. Yeah. The, Especially
0: because you were working in entertainment events totally. space and everything was, traveling,
1: not you know, it was done. Music shows, experiences, events were all done. That's like 100% what I did for a living. And so with all that being gone, I had to move home and sort of start over completely. And the water comes out of the faucet there at like 51 degrees, 50 degrees in the winter. It's pretty cold. Yeah. So I did cold showers like that every day for about a year. But all through the winter, it was just like, it was brutal, you know, because it was like, oh, oh my God. yeah. And every day, and I, sometimes I would sure. do two or three in a day because I was, I was that level of, of depressed M- like multiple I'm, times, I'd be yeah. like get up in the morning, do it, and then like I'd be feeling crappy middle of the day, and like I'd go do it again, and then like, before bed I would do it, and I don't think that's super recommended. That was very much a crutch at the time, yeah. and then I kind of weaned off that, and like.
0: But I, I think that's a better crutch than what some other people might for sure use to better with than any substance, everything. yeah, or anything 100%. like that.
1: And I remember like taking my first hot shower after I think it was like thirty-six days, something like that. It was it was wow. multiple days. I don't know. It was it was at least a month of not doing hot. I remember I did like a hot shower and I was like, this is so nice. Like, I like this. You know? I was like, this is amazing. So oh I've done God. it before. Now I only do a protocol of, I try to do two a week. Two okay. ice baths a week is what I've been doing.
0: And how long do you stay in it for? Normally? Three to six minutes. Okay. Yeah. So That's good to know because I never really knew what the limit really was or yeah. like where it kind of doesn't become as beneficial so now I'm like okay I can stop at six minutes I don't need to prove anything
1: for sure and also I mean unless you want to prove something to yourself yourself. yeah there is that part and then go for it and then I kind
0: of I do like that part of it too though yeah
1: and that part's good just make sure you're safe and you can like warm up properly afterwards and you're not like in a hyperthermic state you know not not that that's likely to happen but you don't want to push yourself to the point that you're like seizing up and then.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Know. Okay. So I know you have a big surgery coming up. You're yeah. Doing, is that okay if we talk about uh, it? For yeah. A second? Let's go. We were doing open heart surgery. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you seem like the last time we talked about it with you, you seemed pretty calm about it. How are you kind of dealing with it mentally? Because I know surgeries can be really scary. I've had quite a few myself from when I had my accident and just, you know, dealing with that. It is a little bit. It can be traumatizing and it can mm. be scary. How are you dealing with all that?
1: Yeah, it definitely comes in waves, mm-hmm. you know, the emotions surrounding it. I also, I really truly believe that we, we our body stores emotions and stores these experiences as well. And so yeah. having had open heart surgery as an infant, when I, I don't remember that. Yeah. But I think my body remembers it. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, where emotions will show up through the whole thing, just finding out that I have to have the surgery. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's been very interesting, like, where where like it pops up emotionally like i get stressed out or i feel yeah
0: things.
1: i'll be honest when i first found out about the the best way to tell this story is sort of linear to how i started cold exposure and how i made this transformation in my life mm-hmm. and then what happened after that so i'm gonna just take us back it's like august of 2020 and i realized it's the height of the lockdowns california is basically shut down i have at that point realized like there's no way i can live in California. Anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot do it. So, I've packed the last of my things into my car, and I'm driving back to Montana with like two surfboards and a few bags and like whatever I could fit in my car. And that was yeah. it. And everything else. I left like other surfboards behind that I couldn't fit, and all these other possessions my bed, my dresser, my everything, mm-hmm. TVs just left behind. And so, I'm moving back with like almost nothing. And this is where I'm at that really low point, and I'm like wondering if it's what's the point of even continuing. I've, I'm in debt. I feel like I've completely failed in my goals in life. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed that I'm having to move in with my parents. Mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of guilt and shame yeah, that I was experiencing, sure. where I was like, I was really guilty I felt really guilty that like I couldn't weather the storm financially. Yeah. And there's like a lot of factors that I won't get into that like money that I yeah. I worked really hard for never showed up because it got frozen during the
0: yeah. during the
1: shutdowns and like companies weren't paying out. But neither here nor there. I just like was not in a position to survive, mm-hmm. and so.
0: And I think that's something that probably a lot of people during that time also I think so can relate to, and you know dealt with that Similar. those same things. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think a lot of people felt that too, and it's it's a really it makes you feel really powerless. Mm-hmm. Like even if you know, in my case, like I've always been good at getting work, and I've never really had a I've never really had yeah. to look for a job. Yeah. And then here I was, like I couldn't find a job, yeah. and I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. So that was the mental state I was in. That's why I felt so powerless. That's why I was having this discussion with myself of like, what, what's the point? Why even mm-hmm. continue living? Like, if you're like, this is what life is. Obviously, I was able to get through that. I was able to get through that that point, and I really turned things around really quickly. I committed myself. I'm no longer going to have these thoughts, right? And and the the guiding thing there was my mom had twin boys after I was born. So when I was two years old, my mom had twins. My mom and my dad, and the twins were born prematurely, and then they died after birth.
0: And that's where you came up with. The and name that's twine, where the right? twin
1: name "Twin" yeah. comes from. So, you know, I'm driving through Idaho on the way to Montana. I'm really just dr- having this internal dialogue, this battle with myself, and I'm thinking of the fact that it's a one in four hundred trillion chance you're even born. I had two brothers that were born, and I'm wondering, like, would I be giving up? Would I want to be giving up? Would I be having this conversation right now if I had brothers?
0: Mm-hmm. Would
1: I want to be like a big brother and show them, like, "Hey, you can overcome anything." Yeah. Or would I be like, "Hey, God, like, I'm I'm gonna give up," you know? Yeah. And then I was like, "Well." Why would I give up on my parents? Oh. 100%. Why would I give up on my best friend yeah. or like my other friends or people I hardly even know that like might look up to me or like might care about me. And I just started going through all of these people that like mean so much to me and I realized like I'm not going to take this this approach out. Like I'm not mm. going to do this. I'm... I
0: think that's really powerful too. Thinking about the people that it would affect and knowing that like even just reminding yourself like there are people who are going to be deeply affected by this and would be hurt and sad and like that care about you and not having to kind of use that as the last resort or whatever. But I think that's a really powerful thought that you had even to think about those things.
1: For sure, yeah. And and there's people that feel very alone when they're mm-hmm. depressed and they feel like nobody cares. Yeah. And they feel like nobody understands what they're going through. But the truth is there are people that understand what you're going through. There are people that feel that same level of that same low, hopeless, helpless feeling. And what's important to realize is You have the opportunity to become the main character, to have that hero energy in your story. Mm -hmm. You can either think that things are happening to you or happening for you, and it's not fair. It's not just. You didn't do anything to deserve it. It's not like, you know, you did something terrible and now this is your punishment necessarily. It might just be that you're being given this opportunity to, like, really rise to the occasion. And if you don't take that mentality on, it's very likely that you're going to be a victim of Mm -hmm. your circumstances and this isn't this isn't to victim shame anyone that's in a bad circumstance right? because there's people that have been much worse circumstances than me i had a home i had a family and a home to go back to right like there's people that don't even have parents Mm -hmm. to go back to so in no way am i saying like i'm not the victim and i'm better what i'm saying is every person has a layer of where they can say hey i'm now the victim or i'm going to rise and become the hero yeah right and for me it was realizing that i had twin brothers that were born but didn't get the chance to live and I'm thinking about you know, punching out early because things are hard. And I decided I'm not gonna do that. And so I started TWIN, take what you need is what it stands for, take what you need. Mm. Uh, as a tribute to my twin brothers, as a reminder to me to literally take what I need and do the thing. And that was a call to action, do hard shit, get rocking and rollin'. Mm-hmm. So I started doing cold showers. I started working out. I got in really good shape. I put on 13 pounds. I got like in the best shape I've ever been. Just so happened to make a friend at the gym who was a personal trainer. And because everything was locked down, All we did was work out together. So me and one buddy, and then my other buddy who's a trainer, we took on these crazy programs. We got physically fit. And I was very much in this identity of this new person, a very strong, powerful, like let's say intentional person. Mm -hmm. And then like the next thing happened. And that's where I found out that I have this pretty serious heart condition. I almost passed out in the gym. I felt like I was having a heart attack. was kind of like thinking I I was going to collapse. Go to the cardiologist and find out you have an aneurysm. In your aorta, where it attaches to the valve. So basically, you have this aortic valve, and then the aorta itself is like a pipe that basically funnels blood to the rest of your body. Damn. And it's enlarged and not 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 in good shape. And they're like, you can't lift weights anymore. And I'm like, this, dude, this is <laughs> this like this what this, this is he, my whole identity yeah. now. Like, I just took like the last seven months to become this guy. Yeah. And now you're telling me I can't be that guy? And it was like, doctor, you don't understand. This is me. Yeah. And he's like, you just, you can't do it anymore. He's like, I don't want you to ski until we figure this thing out. I don't want, you know, no wrestling. Like, as if I was a wrestler. Like, was <laughs> like, like nothing. Yeah. You can't do anything. No impact on your body. And I came out and I had like that Dallas Buyers Club, like ugly cry moment. Yeah. I came out and like sat in the car and just cried, yeah. you know? And it was just, once again, I felt very hopeless and helpless defeated, and like yeah. defeated. And it was like, what's the point? And in in that moment, it was like, I either have to believe this is all happening for me or it's happening to me. Yeah. You know, it was one or the other. And I struggled for like about a month, you know, emotionally with that. And then I like really clicked into like, okay, like no matter what happens, I'm in this ride for the rest of my life. I'm yeah. going to live the best life I possibly can. I'm going to go 100 on everything that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be intentional about who I give my time to and my energy to. and I'm going to rock and roll. I
0: love
1: that. And- then this year I found out okay your valve is failing you got to have this thing <laughs> You're replaced. Like, Damn, I'm like, can I get and I'm a like break okay P. here <laughs> it is in a weird way I'm like okay here it like I'm ready for this. I'm ready ahead, for yeah. it. Like let's do it cuz yeah. I made this promise and this commitment to myself. Yeah. So I'm like let's just get it out of the way right. cuz in my mind there's only just like great things that lie ahead if I get through this. Right. And that's my mentality.
0: I love that. I think that's a good way to look at it and I wish you a very speedy recovery on that (laughs) one and I know you're gonna come out of it amazing and keep crushing it you're doing amazing even now with everything that you've built and you're doing all these places and just kind of crushing it with that so I think only amazing things for you to come Thank you. as far as like what you want for the future where do you see it kind of going
1: yeah I think so that's a great question when I started Twin, I actually didn't think it was going to be ice baths. It, mm-hmm. it actually was never going to be an ice bath company. I thought it was going to be supplements that, like, help people oh, feel better. okay. That was really, like, what I thought it was going to be. Is that
0: something you still want to eventually do, maybe?
1: It's of interest. That'd I think, be cool. I think there's something a little bit kind of kitschy that I don't like about selling supplements that, like, solve people's problems. Yeah. It's like the weight loss pill, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, just do the work and like, eat right and yeah. uh, sleep properly and, you know, work with a good doctor or a hormone specialist and figure that out. And then you're probably going to lose the weight. A lot easier than if you just take the diet pill right and it's probably gonna be a lot better for you so I'm really reluctant I, I think that was like my first iteration of like what is this take what you need idea mm-hmm. what I think it is now is gonna move more of a coaching or more of a educational platform for people it just gives people an outlet to empower themselves yeah and I think that's that's what people need the most I think is when you feel hopeless and alone and you're sort of like all by yourself in this journey you just need that, like that. What's that next step, and then, then the next step, and then the next step. Not like a whole huge program or a transformation. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's it. I think it's just the little tidbits you need to get things yeah. going. So that's where I see it going. The ice baths are a great thing because they they are transformational because they're such a strong experience. Like it's mm-hmm. such a powerful experience.
0: I feel like everyone who does it is like, oh my god, that was amazing. I feel amazing. Like, I think it's just people love it,
1: especially in a group, right? Yeah. Like you and your friends. It's like you love going together. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, like it's like this shared bonding, you know? It is. Like it's on the site too. Like bonding, that, yeah. That bond part. You know, you and I were talking earlier about us both being like the, the people that used to always <laughs> bring, like, bring together, shots yeah. and like we gonna do shots, we're doing <laughs> this thing. My buddy Adam always says he's like people love sharing suffering. Shared ah, suffering is like a huge the... form of bond. And he was he was talking about the correlation between doing shots of tequila and ice baths and like it's just like oh, I don't want to do this. Let's do it. Okay. And then you come out like somehow you come out feeling better. Right.
0: And you're like bonded from that experience (laughs) of suffering. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. And
1: so to me, these ice baths are sort of, I'm able to live in a similar, but I think a higher vibrational Mm -hmm. version of that same energy where it's like, we're sharing this moment of suffering. It's kind of collective. We're all like in it and it sucks. But then like afterwards we all feel great and we all want to like go do something amazing. You know? Yeah. So. I think the ice baths will will carry on in some format for a very long time and then yeah eventually probably more of a coaching platform.
0: Do you think you'd ever come out with like your own ice bath that people can like buy for their homes No,
1: like... I I'm a big fan of Cold Plunge. Uh-huh.
0: And I think that Is that it, the brand of the, Yeah, it's okay. the, it's the brand. I think that's the one my friend might have.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's at Cold Plunge. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a fan of them. It's just like the best yeah. unit for what it is. It's self-cleaning, self-cooling. And you can just, I don't know. It's like, it's beautiful. It's got a light. It also gets hot. So you can, if you want to do it basically a little one person hot tub, you can do that. So I don't think I'm going to enter the whole manufacturing space. I'm going to stay more more on like
0: like, coaching side and coaching
1: experiences and then maybe a supplement, but it just, you got to be careful with
0: that. Yeah. I feel that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I loved hearing your story, thank you. and I think people will really relate to it. Where can everyone find you? What are your handles? All that stuff.
1: For sure. Yeah. So exper- at Experience Twin on Instagram, and my personal is at Life by Dom. And if you're a person that is interested in cold exposure, or coming to an event, or just talking about overcoming you know moments of anxiety or depression, I'm down to talk to anyone about it. Shoot me a DM and we'll talk.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I'll put everything in the show notes. Thank you so awesome. much. I appreciate it, Lou. Thanks.